Hello and welcome to the Rigori Podcast, a show which guarantees as warm a welcome as Luciano Spalletti gets at the Stadio Artemio Franchi. I'm Giancarlo Rinaldi, the man who shears Adriano Galliani's hairdresser, and I'm joined as always by the guy who makes a Marco Mazzini song seem upbeat and cheerful, my cousin Marco. Marco, how are you doing? I'm very good, thank you. I- Largely because I missed the Venezia game last night. <laughs> well, I was I was going to actually ask about that, and if I don't know if you wanted to do some kind of apology to podcast listeners for having a social life. I know. I'm very sorry that I was I was out on a Sunday night of all nights to to go out and and socialise. I was taking in the the last day of the Fringe festival so well don't mention fringes to me please that's a touchy <laughs> subject <laughs> well i hope you enjoy it and at least festival is over so i hope now you keep your social diary free um, from that's now me for the year now that i used up my one pass <laughs> well, you've got one pass i've not even got any friends to do that one pass so you know hopefully that will be us from here on in folks you'll be able to get your hit of the rigori podcast straight after straight after the Serie A fixture but as I was saying on Twitter this will probably be a more considered and well thought out edition given that we've had 24 hours to to cool off I was going to start off Mark with a, a sort of a puzzler for you see if you can solve this riddle for me what does England have one of Spain and Germany have two, France has three, but Italy has six. Do you know the answer to mm, that? No, I don't. Co-leaders don't. of their top division is the answer, ah, Marco. Six teams in Serie A share the lead. A sign of is that a sign of great competition? A sign of poor quality? What 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 do you reckon, Marco? A sign of of. Total mediocrity across the league. <laughs> no, <laughs> sorry. That's a, uh, a bit brutal, but I mean, you're entitled to no, your opinion. No, no, no. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think we've, we saw that a bit last season, didn't we? That there is, there, you know, whatever level the league Serie A is at compared with the other leagues, there's no doubt that it is a competitive division to play football in. And that makes it an exciting league to watch, definitely. Um, so... Uh, albeit, I would say that the, while the teams at the top are all of a level, the, the teams towards the bottom are all of another level, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I was going to get to that. I mean, we've got the, the six teams at the top just now are Milan, Napoli, Atalanta, Lazio, Torino and Roma. I mean, the only shock in that probably with greatest of respect to Torino is, is the Granata being, mm-hmm. being up there. But, you know, and just behind them... Inter, Juve, Fiorentina. It, it, it looks at this early stage like a, a league of sort of halves and, and have-nots. I mean, it, it, is that your take on it so far, Marco? You think that is a fair assessment? Yeah, well, I mean, it, it, obviously we're only three matches into it, so it's, it's a bit early, and I suppose that would in part explain why there isn't such a gap between these teams. But yeah, I, I, I thought it was like that last season, you know, we from the perspective of the bottom of the table that I was concerned with. You know, it, we we mentioned this last season that it actually didn't take very much to be able to stay in the division because the bottom of the table teams were so poor, um, really. So I think that has, seems to have continued so far this season, albeit 
it is early days yet, so so it might it might uh, even itself out a bit. Yeah, it's, it's certainly. I mean, as you say, it is it is early on, but it just looks like it's one of the quickest spells I've seen where the cream has risen to the yeah. top so so quickly. You know, as I say, although they are all much of a muchness. And one of the big games of the weekend was, whilst you were out enjoying yourself, I was locked in the in the living room suffering um, Fiorentina against Napoli. I, I say suffering, but actually, you know, for all it was a nil-nil, it was actually quite a, it was actually quite an entertaining game. Though tactically, it was, um, I, I had spe- expected it to be more open, but um, I think it was, it was, it looked like two teams that, respected, stroke, feared one another a little. And so we didn't get, you know, we, I mean, we've sung Napoli's praises in the opening two weeks, but actually Mr. Unpronounceable, Kvaraschkelia, um had quite a quiet game. He was pretty well marshaled by the, the, the Fiorentina defence. And at, at, at the same point, I don't think Fiorentina, for all they were, Playing at home mustered much in the way of in the way of goal threat. It was a it was a classic game where I think if there had been a goal um, for one side or the other, and you know they both had they both had some chances, mm-hmm. it it might have opened up. But at this stage of the season, I think it, it felt like a sort of a pragmatic a pragmatic draw. Nobody was going to risk quite too quite too much at this stage of the at this stage of the season and risk was it did it I mean I don't know how much you saw of it, maybe I've seen highlights of it, Marco. I mean did it did it slightly scale down expectation for, for Napoli, do you think, that they couldn't go to Florence and get the win? Yeah, I think I think it'll dampen some of the, the enthusiasm, but um you know, it it's never going to be an easy place to go and they'll probably be quite happy to have come away with a point from that, I would have thought, at the end of the day. And um, what I'm interested in with Napoli is, I mean, I, I've not seen the rumours today, but, you know, is there is this link to Ronaldo. Do you think that would improve or weaken the current Napoli side? I'm I, I'm firmly in the latter camp. Yeah, 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 I mean, I'd... I'd, I'd think it could be a destabilising thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, financially, if the terms are right that I've read, it would probably be a no-brainer in that, mm-hmm. you know, Manchester United are going to give them a wad yeah. of cash and pay most of his wages, you know, and the guy's still whatever, he's still a great goal scorer. Yeah. In terms of overall play, though, you know, football's still a team game and, and Ozymane fits beautifully into yeah. into that system whereas I don't know that I don't know that Cristiano Ronaldo would but you know it's probably a problem that managers would would enjoy would enjoy having it would you know as I say financially it would make a lot of sense but it's a funny thing that we've come to this point with Cristiano Ronaldo one of the world's great players and yet yeah. nobody wants him you know what I mean it's like he's been at a lot of places, I suppose, so that you know, unlikely to go backwards, and there's only so many places can afford his his wages. So you know, but if if I mean, I don't know. It, it, it's hard. I think if I was a Napoli fan, I probably wouldn't want him because they've started off so well, playing such nice football, and you know, he's not going to put uh, the work rate's not going to be I mean, no. exemplary professional that he is. Amazing fitness that he's still got. You can see he's a very different style of player to Ozymane, so you know it would be a pretty radical change in approach required from Napoli. So you know from from that point of view, I think as a fan, I would 
be un, not keen on it. But you know, equally from a sort of financial marketing global presence point of view, all those things that football fans hate really. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, it would make it would make some sense. The the other talking point from the weekend, which although as I say, I know you didn't see a lot of the game, but I was going to ask you about anyways a more general thing. There, there were there were moans and groans before the game from Napoli fans about the ticket allocation, which I mean, I I think was fair enough. They should have. I don't like football's all about fans and atmosphere. To yeah. to limit the crowd was bad, but then post match, um, there's some footage come out of Luciano Spalletti. I mean, I joked about it in the intro, but he was getting pelters from the from the stand from fans, and he says this went on the the whole game, and it is. I mean, I've been to the Franken many times. It's a, I mean, it's strength, it's beauty. It's, it's a lovely close ground to the pitch. You are right up there, breathing, yeah. da- breathing down the neck of the of the opposition um, coaches and sort of players on the bench. If you if you want to be, what I was going to ask you though is, where do, where does that cross the line? I mean, are you of the school of thought? I've paid for my ticket. I can see what I like. Or, or do you think that there comes a point where, I mean, there were obviously the usual Italian things about your your mother and and whatever, and Spalletti's got a ninety year old mother. Do do you think it, it can it can cross the line at times? Yeah, I think it can. I mean, uh, it's a difficult one because yeah, you have paid your ticket, and there is the, you know, there is a there is a thing in football whether we admit it or not that that sort of loathing of the other team and stuff and certain players and stuff is is part of the fun of the game in a way but you know most people would say that it's a 90 minute thing that they then walk away from and they don't actually you know mean much of it but I suppose it depends what is being said and there is definitely there has to be lines about what you can and can't insult people with yeah, in, yeah. in that circumstance, you know. So, yeah, I think sometimes these things can go too far. But at the same time, you know, certain players, certain managers know that they're going to get that sort of abuse and it is part of the game for good or ill. Um, so, and I don't think you'll ever stamp it, stamp it out completely and I wouldn't want you to because then you, what, you get a sanitised game where you just are meant to applaud the other team politely and... And, and shout for your team that that isn't football for me. No, no, and I mean I'd, these were well, I don't say special circumstances, but Spalletti being a being a Tuscan as well was always going to get quite a rough ride, and he's had been linked with Fiorentina a number of times. There, there is a bit of blood, bad blood between Fiorentina and Napoli as well. So as I say, that's not that's not to justify it, and you know, mm. without knowing what was said. I don't know. Sometimes, you know, does a manager just need to have a thick skin? Because he reacted. I mean, he he got yeah. involved with the guy in the crowd as well. I mean, I I tend to think the best reaction is just no reaction. Is not to give them, you know, not to give them the pleasure of of responding. I, I think that's probably right, but I can totally understand that sometimes, you know, like some people do go over the line, and if you happen to hear it and it's really close to you. You might just snap at yeah, that moment. Yeah, no, I, I can understand that it's a perfectly normal human reaction to, to do that. Totally, it, totally. So. Yeah, if you know, if they see something that touches a nerve, and then you know, yeah. they may not be aware of what's going on in your personal life as well, mm-hmm. and it could be that they they just hit 
something, you know, by a random scattergun yeah. of insults. They they stumble on a member of your family that's having a hard time or whatever, and and that just lights the blue lights the blue touch paper. But anyway, as I say, you know, that was a an unsavoury end to the game, mm-hmm. and, and Fiorentina have been fined for the usual chance against Napoli that then, you know, Napoli will be fined when it's Napoli Fiorentina and yeah. and so on and so forth. Just it seems a never ending cycle of these things these things, unfortunately. I mean, but I mean we've we've skirted round it, but I think probably the biggest issue of the weekend in, in Serie A was um, the unveiling of Milan's third kit and the procession I mean it was in in, in colours which, you know, I think if you if you coughed up something this colour, they'd advise you to go and see a, a doctor, but not to, um, not to sort of um, goes ba- well with Giroud's new hair. Bias the, the 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 debate, but I don't I don't know if you read the description of the new Milan kit. But I did I did actually trouble myself having seen this. Well, what I think is a monstrosity. Um, I thought I'd go and find out why, and apparently it's. Um, an olive green is the, is the colour they've described it as, and it's a tribute to sort of Milan's role as a fashion centre at the at the heart of the world. Now I know that I, I'm pointing the finger here firmly at Venezia and saying that you, as the sort of the the hipster kit capital of the world, are to blame for this uh, this monstrosity, Mark. I mean, are you willing to take that on the chin? And what do you think of that Milan kit? Well, taking that latter point first, it's a pretty horrible kit, there's no doubt about that. And um, I can't, I mean, I think this is definitely a symptom of me getting older, but I really care less and less about strips, but it really, really irritates me when the strips become so important in this sort of, and it is, as you say, a very hipsterish way that they try and describe them, and Venezia are the worst at launching them in a very... You know, with models, you hardly ever see a footballer wearing them in their in their ad campaigns and stuff like this. And it's, I just think it's nonsense, utter nonsense. Some of the stuff that they they come out with, like Venezia's kit last year, they you know they came out with paragraphs and paragraphs about how it was a tribute to Venezia and stuff, but it didn't actually have the main colours of the club and stuff. So these things become detached. They become more fashion icons, eh, fashion things to wear haven't they rather than just a kit to identify your team with so I don't know it's the way <laughs> I will say very old now but it's the way the way the game is going isn't it that it becomes it's a it's a important way that they make money Napoli had what 14 strips last season or something you know they come out with a new strip every couple of weeks so um Anyway, you have you wanted a rant from me. Yeah, well, I've, I've, I've gone but, on a rant. Well, you have, you have, but you didn't touch upon another kit launch this week. I think, which no. was the Italy away yeah. kit. I mean, what's your what's your thinking on that beauty? Well, that is, I, I, I posted about it on Twitter, and just like the new home kit, which I think is very basic and stupid with the quarters. This looks like something that Puma know that they're coming to the end of the contract in. I think it's in January, is it? Adidas take over. So um, they've obviously just said, right, we need to put something out here. (laughs) Gave it to the office junior to design something because it's pretty horrible. But it'll be worn, I think, maybe twice and then that'll be the end of of it. I just find that a lot of them, they don't look like 
football strips anymore. Yeah. They don't. They look like something you might train in. They look like something yeah. you might wear when you were going out. But they don't look like a football strip. And that, well, I mean, I am old, so it's okay for me to sound old. But, you know, it, it, it does sound old. But they don't, you know, I'd, I'd like at least your first and second strip to, yeah. to look like proper football strips. Whereas you see more and more that it's quite hard to even identify that it is a, that it is a football strip. And then, you know, after that, if you want to make your third and fourth and fifth and, as you say, 15th kit something that's, you know, marking it. Even the, the, the Napoli once to be honest when it was a tribute to Maradona I didn't mind that you know I mean that was whatever at least it had a, a reason whereas as you see the, the ones that have some sort of spurious uh, yeah. claim to be a link to their city or their club or whatever and it, it really is it is pretty pretty painful I mean Fiorentina brought one out this week as well I mean, just to, I mean actually I think that one looks quite nice. This is a blue and gold. Um, but again, you've got the full, I mean, the story, the backstory is nearly longer than the club history sometimes to these. I, I honestly they, believe that it must take them longer to come up with the guff that they spout about the reasoning behind the strip than it does to design the actual strip itself. You're probably true. It's probably a computer that they just press a button and they put <laughs> exactly. in sort of three or four variables and it spouts it out right enough. And then, and then somebody has to spend another six months writing a novel about how how great the how great the kit is. Anyway, enough enough about kits though on the on on big matters. I mean the listeners would not be happy if they didn't get a little dose of Serie B and particularly Venezia. I mean another the, the big I don't do you consider it a Veneto derby? Oh, is yeah, this a derby? a derby? Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a bit of bit of bad blood going on and, there and, with and until we got promoted, until that playoff game, they've had the upper hand on us. Um, so, yeah, it's a derby. I didn't see the game, as I said, but, um, you know, by all accounts, we were pretty terrible, especially the first half. Um, second half, we were better, partly because there was a storm blowing in our favour. <laughs> Chitadella couldn't get the ball out their half physically. Um, but, yeah, it. I still think it goes back. He's he's still picking Tesman, who is pretty mediocre, I think, as a player. So I still question some of his um, his choices in the squad selection. And then again, you look at the the bench and you wonder: Have we done enough? Have we helped him out enough in terms of buying the right players? But I don't know. I I. I I think I said in one of the earlier episodes this season. I don't. I'm not that worried about us being relegated, but I would like us to start playing a bit better. Otherwise, that may become a worry in in a few weeks. Uh, yeah, no. I mean, I, it, but it's another. I mean, we were seeing Serie A's wide open. I was having a wee look at the league table. Yeah. Serie B historically has always been a, a wide open league. It's always been a tough old league and there's nobody really there's nobody really boss, no. bossing it. You know, I think Ascoli sitting top at the moment. Which I, I, I spotted actually an old Fiorentina man scored a hat trick for them at the weekend, Cedric Gondo, who used to okay. used to yeah. play for Fiorentina. I mean but I was thinking he was a natural for signing for Venezia, the Gondo for the <laughs> for the gondoliers. I mean surely surely, surely they yeah. need to put a bid together to get him in the in the team. It seemed like the obvious seemed like the obvious choice. But it is it's it's it just shaping up again. Like I mean as we speak we Como are playing Brescia and um, that that's that's another was nil nil at, at the moment and 
bizarrely Thierry Henry and Dennis Wise are in the are in the, the stands. I mean, I don't know. I'm going to just ask this last last thing, Mark. Is that do you think I feel that when like a new money club comes in, mm. if it's not your club, do you wish them ill? Because I I I yeah. do a bit. I mean, I don't know. I think it's maybe. We had the experience here in 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 Dumfries and Galloway with Gretna, and you were either you were either pro Gretna or you were anti Gretna. And being a sort of Queen of the South fan, I hated the new money. And the, you know, and people say, "But you should get they're a local team. You should get behind them." And I said, no, "Look, get stuffed. I'm a Queen of the South fan. I'm not going to become no matter where they go into Europe. You know, top of the mm. Premo, whatever." I'm not going to be supporting them. And is is there a bit that you know? Do you think Como will experience a bit of resentment in in Serie B, or are, or are there enough other teams maybe with a bit of money behind them that they'll not get that? Well, uh, I, th- I I think that's definitely true, isn't it? There's a lot of a lot of new ownership and stuff like that. But yeah, I think I think you're right. I, I think I feel the same about about most of these other clubs as well. Yeah. It's kind of linked to what we were saying about strips as well, isn't it? There's a there's a sort of sentiment of history and, and the importance of a club and you want them to earn where they've been as opposed to just someone rich coming in and buying it and, and suddenly turning them into something that they weren't before. But that said, if it's Venezia, obviously I would be 100% behind it. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And it, if nothing else, I suppose it gives an attention to Serie B that it might, you know, as we were seeing with the yeah, Ronaldo thing, you know, yeah. to have... To have Thierry Henry um, to a lesser extent than his wise. You know, it says Fabregas as well. You know, yeah. to have them all playing at, at Como is, is, is quite something, I suppose. But it hasn't had the desired effect yet, and they're still no. scudding along in, in mid table. And, and long may it continue, see us, see us miserable, <laughs> as miserable so and so. Anyway, that, that probably brings us to a nice and grumpy close um, yes. for, another, for another edition. As I say, apologies for the. Um, belated release of this one but My Ma- but you have Marco has uh, he's given his confession he's done his penance and he's promised never to have another <laughs> night out until until next summer well, he's not on a Sunday anyway you can have other yeah. nights but not on, oh, a, not, on a, not on a Sunday he played your joker <laughs> early so and uh, and as we will, well we'll be back we're not going to not doing there's a midweek round of games yeah. but we'll 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 skirt round that but we'll be back again with another one on Sunday night and as always thanks for listening and if you want to tell your friends enemies and anyone you meet about the Rigori podcast it would be most welcome yeah speak to you at the next episode will do Marco bye